Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. It is a special edition. This is going to be the official Chris Carpenter Show college football prediction show extravaganza. (laughs) Uh, Before we jump into it, let's talk just a little bit of realignment because that's really all that's happened this week is a little bit of realignment. Um, And it's all having to do with the the schools that are left over in the Pac-12. First of all, Brett Yormark has made clear Big 12's done for now with realignment. So uh, Connecticut, Gonzaga, that was uh, a rumor. Potentially you might see them join basketball only or even Connecticut as a full member. That sounds to be off the table for now. Um, And then there were some rumors floating around that potentially Oregon State and Washington State could be joining the Big 12. I think that's off the table for now. And so uh, the next kind of big domino that we're going to kind of have to observe and see fall is what do the remaining Pac-4 teams do? I think the ACC has basically shut the door on that. They're not going to go to the ACC. The latest I've seen is that you could potentially see them going to um, having the members of the AAC, the Mountain West, and then the four remaining Pac-12 Pac, uh, Pac schools combined to form like a Pac-18 um, you would take the best of the AAC, the best of the Mountain West. Um, so it'd be it'd be a merger, I guess, but not everybody's going to make it in the merger. And so that would be what would be interesting to have happen after that is teams that are left out. Where do they end up going? Um, potentially, I, I would say probably you would see Conference USA come in and gobble those teams up. Um, so. Teams that would be part of this from the Mountain West, you would have Boise, Colorado State, San Diego State, um, and I think those are the only three from the Mountain West. And then the teams from from the AAC, a lot of the teams from the AAC are just joining this year. Um, North Texas, UTSA, Rice, Florida Atlantic, those uh, UAB, those are all new members. Old members, older AAC members, Tulane, Memphis, East Carolina, um, and then you've got Temple in there. Oh, and South Florida. Uh, South Florida, I think, yeah, they're in the AAC. So Temple would come back in. I don't know how true that is. Um, you're not going to be. You're not going to be an automatic qualifier. I think no matter what you do, this might be the best option if you're the remaining pack four schools. Um, it would be interesting if this happens. Then what happens to the leftovers? from the Mountain West and the AAC. The Mountain West, just off the top of my head, the ones that'd be left over would be New Mexico, Utah State, Fresno State to me. That's a big surprise that they'd be left out um, of this. Nevada, looking like they would be left over. UNLV, that would be interesting to see. Um, Would they form a new conference would they kind of be absorbed in the Conference USA? I don't know. That would be something to bear watch. Could they stay Mountain West? And then, I don't know. That'll be, well, that'll be something bear watching, you know. But I think this could be the best option if you're a Pac-4 school. TV-wise, um, it would be Apple TV, but then ESPN, the AAC, Mountain West. I think it's the AAC. I don't think Mountain West has an ESPN deal. But the, AA, the current AAC deal would be covering the this group of teams and yeah I mean you're not gonna make a lot you're not gonna make the money that you thought you were especially I don't, there was a report this week that ESPN offered 30 million for the Pac-12 and they turned it down and that's fortunate for the Big 12 because the Big 12 I pretty much got that deal from ESPN to um, broadcast games so that was a huge mistake that they made, and it was the presidents of the Pac-12 that made that mistake. Uh, you know, supposedly Kalayakov came back with this deal, and then basically what ended up happening is the presidents. One of the presidents went to a professor that said, "No, you know, you're worth fifty million. Which no, you're not worth fifty million if you don't have USC, UCLA. Um, there's just no way. The Big Twelve 
is not worth 50 million right now. But the Big 12's got more brands, better brands, even, you know, let's not throw in the Pac-12 teams that are coming. The Big 12 has better brands than the than the Pac-12 minus USC UCLA. So that was that's a pipe dream. That was a pipe dream from the outset and uh, yeah, I mean you're you're paying for it. Um, right now Oliver Luck is running a lot of this with the Pac-4 schools. Rumor is that he is essentially auditioning to be the commissioner. I think if there is a pack, whatever, he would make a very good commissioner. You know, there 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 was a there was a strong chance he was going to end up being the Big Twelve commissioner, and I think he would have been a good Big Twelve commissioner. I think he wouldn't have thought outside the box as much as we've seen with uh, Brett Yarmark. So, but. We'll see. That's going to continue to be something bear watching if the, if this is the, the route that they go down. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, it will be time for the predictions. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is time. We're going to be doing some prediction. Predic- predicting. It would, it would help if I actually know how to talk. So here's how it will work. I will predict the tech schedule first and how I think Texas Tech will do. We'll talk about the Big 12 and make some predictions with the Big 12. And then we'll talk Power 5 conferences. And then I will give you my playoff predictions and then just any other general college football predictions. And we're doing it this week because next Saturday we've got college football um, headlined by Notre Dame and Navy. Um, I'll be kind of tuning into the UTEP Jacksonville State game. This will be Jacksonville State's first foray into FBS action. And they're in Conference USA now, too, by the way. And apparently Rich Rod coaches there. So I guess that's where Rich Rod ended up. So anyway, let's get to it. So Texas Tech opens the season. It's two weeks from yesterday. It's going to be live on CBS. They're going to be playing in Laramie, taking on the Wyoming Cowboys. I really love this as a season opener. I love playing Wyoming. I love that they're going on the road um, to a Mountain West opponent. I think this is a really good early test, but it's not, you know, you're opening up with a Power 5 team. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I could potentially see uh, Tech have a little bit of struggles, but I do think ultimately Texas Tech beats Wyoming to start off the season at 1-0. And then you come back the next week, probably one of the most anticipated home games. It's the most, I think, the most anticipated non-conference home game that you've had in really quite a long time. I can't think of another one. Maybe when you played Arkansas in 2014, um, but you end up, you're going to be playing Oregon, and it'll be a primetime game. On Fox, going to be wild. It's a stripe out, which that's kind of interesting. I thought they'd do a blackout, but yeah, stripe out. Here we go. And I think this is going to be a really good early season test for how good Texas Tech's going to be this year. I think if you want to be one of those teams in that conversation to to be a top-tier team, this this is a good test. I'm right now, I've been waffling on this game pretty much all summer. My gut right now tells me that if it was later in the season, I would go tech. But my gut right now tells me you're going to still be trying to work out some pieces. I think Oregon wins, but I think it's a close game. And so I think you drop to one and one on the season. Oregon escapes Lubbock with a victory. Um, pray for those Oregon people that they, they're going to have to come down here and have to pump their own gas. That's foreign to them in the Oregon. <laughs> so, uh, but I do think they, they do come away with the victory to drop to one and one. You then follow up with kind of your, your FCS tune up game against Tarleton. Not a fan of playing these FCS games, Tarleton. You got ACU, I think on the schedule in a few years. I just, yeah, but that's, the way the college football schedule is put together right now, you have your FCS. Um, everyone's playing an FCS opponent. If you're the SEC, you play two FCS opponents. Um, I, you're going to blow – I think you'll blow Tarleton out of the water pretty easily. I mean, it won't be like a 70 to nothing blowout because uh, Joey McGuire doesn't necessarily do that, but I think you comfortably win to get yourself to 2-1. and one. Um, 
if you get yourself to three and zero, and and that I think that is within the realm of possibility. That's a cherry on top to me. But you know, I think right now, my gut's telling me you're going to be two and one going into the Big Twelve opener. You go to Morgantown to open up Big Twelve play against West Virginia. I tr- I believe West Virginia is one of the worst teams in the Big Twelve. The only reason, in my opinion, they're not the worst team is because Iowa State's lost major players that were gambling. And so I think you do win against West Virginia to get yourself to 3-1 and one at that point. I think that'll be – I don't think it'll even be close. You then come back home um, to play Houston. I think this is going to be a really fun game. You got Donovan Smith coming in, Dana Holgerson this week. Not real surprising names Donovan Smith as the starter. Donovan Smith, I think, is going to have a really, really good game, but I think Tech wins this. Houston is another team um, that's probably going to finish in the lower half of the Big 12. This one could be close. It could even go to overtime again. It would not surprise me. I, I think what we're seeing, especially these past several years, is we're seeing the blossoming of a rivalry, Texas Tech, versus Houston. I think this this could be one of the bigger rivalries in the new Big 12, but I do think you come away with the win to get yourself to 4 and 1 and finish September out 4 and 1. Next game and this one is going to be I think um one of your I think Oregon is a swing game. I think this is another swing game. You go to Waco and you play Baylor and Baylor last year comes into the Jones and your only home loss was to Baylor and they really kind of thumped you. Um, it, it got closer at the end, but Baylor, I mean, Baylor just dominated you last year. I think you're a better team on paper this year than Baylor. And the next step to this Joey McGuire, Texas tech football program is you gotta win some road games. And I think this is your first opportunity to win a road game let me think through this. I think you get this done. I think Joey McGuire gets gets a win over his former employer. That gets you to five and one. Um, I think it's going to be again another close game. I think that's going to be what's what's going to be interesting this year. Is, is Tech's going to be in a lot of close games? You won a lot of those close games last year. Does that pendulum continue to swing that way or does it swing back the other end? That's going to be the number one question. But I do think you beat Baylor to get yourself to 5-1. and one. You then come back home, huge, 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 huge home game against Kansas State. Um, homecoming. Another swing game, um, in my opinion. Kansas State defending Big 12 champions. I think Kansas State beats you here. I just I still think they're a little bit better. They have a little bit more pedigree than you at this point. And so I think they beat you. You you drop to five and two on the season. You are then what was that gonna be three and one in Big 12 play? You then have um I think a really interesting road test against BYU. This is one game I have circled. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be late October, so weather could be a factor, but also I kind of have this feeling in my gut could BYU be like your Colorado this year. And if you're if you've been a longtime Texas Tech fan, you know that Texas Tech has struggled against Colorado in the past in football. BYU I think is gonna have gonna have some struggles in entering the Big Twelve. But I think you get this win. This could be like a Big 12 after dark game, which well, that might be really fun. But I, th- I do think you get the win to get yourself to 6-2. and two. You would then be 3 – no, excuse me. This is, this is why Mr. Carpenter is not a math teacher. Okay, you beat Houston. You beat West Virginia. You beat Baylor. Yeah, you'd get to 4-1 and one in Big 12 play. So 6-2 and two on the season. You then have a bye week. And then you have a Thursday night game against TCU, the team that got to the national championship game this year. This is going to be another huge home game, national televised audience. I think you get TCU here. 
to get yourself to seven and two on the season, five and one in Big Twelve play. I think it, the fact that it's on a Thursday night. I think you were extremely close last year to beating TCU. I think TCU falls off a little bit. I think you are going to be rising up a little bit this year. I think you get the win to get to seven and two on the season. You then follow up with a game against Kansas in Lawrence. Kansas, probably the most surprising team in the Big 12 last season. I think they have a chance to get themselves to six wins, but I think you're still better than Kansas. I think you get the win. You're eight and two. Now you're six and one in Big 12 play. And then you've got your last home game, senior night, education night, by the way, all you teachers out there got an email this week. That's going to be education night, $25 tickets. So there's really honestly no reason that shouldn't be a sold out game because we got lots of teachers in West Texas that are tech fans. Take yourselves down to that game, UCF, November 18th. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think UCF is, in my opinion, is the team that is going to have the most success this year of your newcomers, but I think you're going to be better than them, and I think there's going to be a lot of – it's senior night, all sorts of stuff going on. I think you get the win. Get yourself to 9-2 and two on the season. And then Black Friday, November 24th on ABC for the last time. Probably for a long time. Probably in our lifetime for the last time. You go down to the People's Republic of Austin. And you face the Shorthorns. And you beat them last year, which was awesome. This is the last time you're going to play them. And I, in my heart, I so want to badly say... You're going to send them to the SEC with two straight losses. You're going to keep the Chancellor's Spurs. I can't say it. As much as I want to say it, I can't say it. The history of Tech in Austin's not been good. I think at that point, you, here's, here's my bold prediction on this game. I think you might be playing for a spot in the Big 12 championship game here. And as much as I want to say, oh, this is going to be it. You're going to break through. I don't think you're there yet. And so I have you losing this game. You drop to 9-3. and three. Um, So you end up finishing the Big 12 season at 7-2. and two. I think you finish in third. I think you finish just a little bit on the outside of that Big 12 championship berth. Um. But still, massive, massive step in the right direction of this Joey McGuire program that continues to get better. You look at the recruiting rankings, um, massive. Now, Baylor, I think, is a swing game. Kansas State's a swing game. Oregon's a swing game. I think you can make the argument Texas is a swing game because I don't think talent-wise – there's that much separation between you and Texas, as bold as a statement that might be. So would it shock me for Tech to win? If they win in Oregon, you're looking at, I think, a 10-win season. Or if you win against Oregon, not at Oregon. If you win against Oregon, I think you're looking at a 10-win season if you're Texas Tech. Um, here's what I think has to happen for it to break in that way. I think, number one, Tyler Shuck has to stay healthy. We saw uh, when you have a healthy Tyler Shuck, and I know you've got a – I think you've got probably one of the best backup quarterbacks, not only in the conference, but in the country in Baron Morton. Um, but I think you have to – I think Tyler Shuck has to stay healthy. We saw when you had healthy Tyler Shuck that you were – how strong of a team you were. You beat Oklahoma. You win the bowl game against Ole Miss. I think if he's healthy, you got a shot at, at getting yourself to that 10-win mark. Um, if, to me, the worst-case scenario for Texas Tech is injuries pile up, but I still think if the worst case, the floor 
for Texas Tech to me is a six and six. I still think um, that's your floor. I'm predicting nine and three, um, third place in the Big Twelve. I think other positions that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. I harp on it every year. It seems like offensive line. I think they've been upgraded this year. Um, you've got some transfers coming in. Cole Spencer is going to be able to play this year. The defensive line, the uh, Tyree Wilson replace all the people that are going to replace Tyree, Tyree Wilson. I don't think you can replace somebody like Tyree Wilson, but I still think you've got some talent there. Defense, can defense make another giant step forward? You know, Tim DeRuiter, to me, was was the unsung, unsung hero of last year's team. You know, the defense, I think, was really strong last year, especially for a Texas Tech defense. Um, if they take another ginormous step in the right direction, I think that will be that will be huge. Um, running game, you've got Taj Brooks that's coming back, um, but you've got some of these younger uh, younger running backs. We saw glimpses of them last year. Do they step up and and continue on their trend? But you know, I know Texas Tech's being hyped as as you can't call them as as. You know, they're comparing them. Oh, they're going to be this year's TCU. I don't think you can make them this year's TCU because you're hyping them up. TCU came out of nowhere. Um, TCU could be this year's TCU because I think there's a lot of people looking at them thinking they're going to take a step back, me included. But they could come back and and do what they did last year. Who knows? But um, I do think you're in for a solid season at Texas Tech. Nine and three, third place. I don't think it gets you into a New Year's Six Bowl. I've seen some projections of, you know, Tech in a New Year's Six Bowl. I think if my memory serves me right, that would get you to the Alamo Bowl or uh, possibly the Pop-Tarts. It's the Pop-Tarts Bowl now or the Cheez-It Bowl. Again, I'm fine with whichever. I like the Alamo Bowl because you, you would have a huge traveling um, group of fans coming. I've even seen a projection where if it's the Pop-Tarts Bowl, it would be Texas Tech and Notre Dame. I would love that matchup. I don't know if Texas Tech's ever played Notre Dame, but I'd love to play Notre Dame and put a stomping on them. But um, I think you're going to be in for a really good season at Tech. Um, but I, st- I just my gut's telling me you're not necessarily there yet to bubble up and get yourself to the championship game. If things trend completely right for you, certainly you could get there, but I think right now I'm not I'm not at that point where I I would say, "Oh yeah, they're going to get there." So, let's talk Big 12. And let's talk about where I think the Big 12 finishes um conference-wise. I'm going to start at the very bottom. This wasn't my very bottom team until last week. It's got to be Iowa State. You know, everything going on, their quarterback's now going to be out for who knows how long. And I think it's their running back is also out. Poor Matt Campbell. You know, Matt Campbell, you talk about a guy that stock kind of going kaputty. Yeah. You know, this is a guy that could have, that was being offered NFL jobs, you know, had was in the running for the USC job that Lincoln Riley ended up taking, you know, could he have, could he have put himself in a situation where he's, he has stayed too long at Iowa state? I hope not. Um, but I just, I think right now they're, they're in, in, in a bad way. They're going to finish at uh, 14th in the big 12, 13th. I think West Virginia finishes there. Uh, this is going to be Neil Brown's last season. I think the only thing that saved Neil Brown last year was they had to hire a new athletic director at West Virginia, and so, um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't see a pathway for West Virginia to. I think the only thing that's saving them is none of their starters are in a gambling scandal, but um, I think they finish in thirteenth place, twelfth place. I think University of Houston, um, for everything that I, I like about. You know, I like Donovan Smith as a quarterback. I think he might be the one bright light that they have um, in this transition to the Big 12. I don't think they're ready um, to week in and week out play in a Big 12 type of schedule. 
11th place, I believe the same thing about Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is is a team that I, I'm not a big fan of the Satterfield, Satterfield higher. So I, I do think they're going to have some struggles. And I think they're going to have some struggles um, coming into the Big 12. I don't think they're necessarily ready yet. In 10th place, I got Oklahoma State. I really think Oklahoma State's – and this, this is a part of the reason I was bummed for not playing them this year because I think this was a good opportunity to get a win out of them. Um, besides the fact that I think Tech and Oklahoma State is one of your rivalries that you need to really, really push in this new Big 12. But, you know, things seem to be trending on the downward end for Mike Gundy. Um, he does not seem to be a fan of the transfer portal and of NIL, and he seems to almost be stubbornly refusing to take part in it. And I think I think they're going for a, a rough season. I think five and seven is they're going to be lucky to get to six and six. I think five and seven is where they're going to end up at. Um, in ninth place, this is where I think it starts to get interesting. I think I've got Kansas again. Kansas was the surprise last year of the Big 12. They're not going to be the surprise this year. I think they come back down to earth. Could they get to six wins? Absolutely. But I think they have a razor-thin margin of error to get themselves into a bowl bowl game at 6-6. In eighth place, I've got BYU. BYU, I think has a chance to not have as many as much struggles coming into um this Big 12 conference cuz you know they've played they I mean they essentially played the Pac 12 without being in the Pac 12 for several years they were playing all the Pac 12 schools but I think you know looking at last year's team and looking at where they're at this year I don't think they're going to finish I think they can get to 6 and 6 7 and 5 but beyond that I don't have a lot of faith that that they'll get there Seventh place, I've got UCF. This is where it gets interesting to me. I think you've got a, some middling teams right now. Um, I'm putting UCF there just because it's going to be their first year in the conference. Um, and the other teams that I kind of have in this glump with UCF have played a Big 12 schedule week in and week out for obviously several years now. But you know, UCF is a team I, th- I, I would keep an eye on. They could be... They could be, quote-unquote, your TCU team. This They could be your dark horse this year. If you look at the recruiting rankings past several years since the announcement was made that UCF was joining the Big 12, they've been, they've been I mean, they've been beating out Florida for recruits and Miami for recruits. So uh, the, UCF, I think, has the brightest future of these four teams coming in. It will not surprise me if a couple years down the road you've got UCF getting themselves into the Big 12 championship and winning Big 12 championships. But I think this year, if with the transition, I have them in seventh place. Sixth place, I have Baylor. You know, Baylor, again, they trended kind of down a little bit last year. A lot of people are talking them up, oh, it's an even year, they're going to do well. I'm kind of at a point with Dave Aranda. You got to show me that you can do it without the brain drain that you've experienced. And, you know, Baylor's experienced a pretty big time brain drain in coaching staff. You know, Joey McGuire uh, took a lot of the staff um, when he came to Texas Tech. And the, you know, Blanchard was one um, that I think was a key, a huge loss, huge loss to that Baylor staff. Blanchard's now, he's the general manager at Texas Tech, which basically means. He's in charge of recruiting, and I, that that hire in and of itself for McGuire has paid huge dividends to Texas Tech, but at the same time, I think it's been a huge loss for Baylor. I got them at six. I think the seven to five, eight and four probably is where they finish this year. Fifth place, I've got TCU. Again, I think they do fall off a little bit. I think eight and four uh, – Nine and three is probably where they end up at. But, you know, again, I think they, they have the right coach right now on Sonny Dykes. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just going to be very hard for them to replicate what they did last year. Fourth place, I've got Oklahoma. A lot of people talking up Oklahoma, saying, oh, they're going to be back. And certainly, you know, recruiting class-wise, they, you know, had a great recruiting class, recruiting hall. 
but I'm kind of at a point with the Brent Venables, Oklahoma era. You got to show me you can do it. And you didn't really show me much last year. So, you know, yeah, they got Dylan Gabriel back. But again, you got to show me something. Show me you can do it. Here's what saves Oklahoma. And here's why they may, might not finish in fourth place. Um, their schedule is pretty easy. <laughs> um, that might help them. Their schedule is so easy, they may vault themselves into the Big 12 championship game. Um, but beyond that, I, you got to show me. You got you to show me something. Third place, I've got Texas Tech right now. I really do think Texas Tech is on the cusp, but they're just not there yet. So I think they're in third place. Second place, I think, is Texas. Again, I might be rating them too high. On paper, they look to be extremely talented, but again, this is Texas. We've seen the movie before, but my gut's telling me I think they break through and get to the Big 12 championship game. However, I think they lose the Big 12 championship game to who I have finishing first, which is Kansas State. I think Kansas State repeats as Big 12 champions. I just think they have things rocking and rolling right now in Manhattan and I'm I'm really I'm sold on Chris Kleiman. I'm sold on what he's built. He is he's almost Bill Snyder 2.0. And when Bill Snyder had it rocking and rolling at Kansas State, they were they were a hard team to beat. Um, amazingly though, Texas Tech beat them a lot in the in that time period. Mike, you know, Leach really had K-State's number, had Bill Snyder's number, but um I think Kansas State repeats this year. Here are the teams that I think have a shot to make in the Big 12 championship game. Kansas State, Texas, that's who I have. I think Texas Tech has a shot if things swing their way. Like I said, I think Texas and Texas Tech, that November 24th Black Friday game, I think that could be for a slot in the Big 12 championship, which that'll make it really heartbreaking as a Tech fan. Um, Oklahoma has a shot, I think, just by the fact that their schedule is so easy. TCU, I think, has a shot. I think Baylor has a shot. If you look at Baylor's schedule, Baylor has like eight home games this year. They got a pretty easy schedule. And so that might vault them up to um, to get to the higher end of the Big 12. UCF, to me, I think they're, they're my dark horse. They could get themselves to the Big 12 championship game this year. But I think beyond those teams that I've mentioned – like the other teams, you're fighting for bowl bids, um, bowl games. So that's where I see it uh, finishing right now. So we got K-State, Texas. K-State winning the Big 12. Let's talk the other Power 5 conferences. And we'll start with the one that this is their last hurrah, the Pac-12. Um, I'm rooting for Oregon State or Washington State to win it. And I think Oregon State's got a really – legit shot at winning it they are an extremely talented team this year don't forget that the pac-12 has changed their format they are no longer in divisions it's top two teams um so i'd love to see oregon state maybe get there um i don't know if they'll get there or not but that's kind of that's the heart team i'm going for it's hard to it's hard to root again it's hard to not it's not hard to root against because I'll root against them, but it's hard to pick against USC getting to the Pac-12 championship game. Um, I think they're probably the most talented team. Oregon obviously will be another team. What if the Civil War game, Oregon and Oregon State, is for a berth in the Pac-12 championship game? That's a huge possibility, folks. Because um, you know Oregon State very talented. Oregon obviously very talented this year. But I, I, I think it comes down to, uh, and then I'll probably throw in Utah, potentially. I think those four teams are the ones that will be vying for the Pac-12 championship game. Ultimately, I think USC wins it. Um, you know what? I'll make, I'm going to make the wild pick. I'll say USC, Oregon State, Pac-12 championship game, USC wins. But boy, can you imagine if Oregon State could win the thing? Oh, that's what I want to see happen. Um, I think they got a better chance than Wazoo. Um, but yeah, that would be awesome, but it's hard to pick against USC. You got the reigning Heisman winner. Um, I think they're kind of getting the USC mojo back, which, 
yeah, it's going to be annoying, but it'll be fun. I think they get slapped down a little bit in the big when they go to the Big Ten, though. So, uh, so I have USC winning the Pac-12. Let's talk Big Ten. Big Ten. I think it's I think it's going to be Michigan, and again, Michigan. Here's the thing about the Big Ten, by the way, they make the most money off of TV, and so they have this perception that oh, them they're on the same level as the SEC. But if you really dig around and look. The Big Ten's really top heavy. It's it's for as far as like national championship contenders, it's really just Ohio State. Michigan hasn't really proved themselves much in the playoff. Um, again, I think they're going to get another chance because I think they win the Big Ten. Penn State hasn't proven anything. They 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 lose a lot of games that they're not supposed to. Michigan State, when they were good, they got boat raced in the playoff. So. The Big Ten to me is probably the most overrated conference if you if you kind of really get down to it. Now the Big Ten I think still has divisions this year, so you're gonna end up with Michigan and I don't know, maybe Minnesota or you know, Iowa, who knows. Um I will make a bold prediction though. This one and this one really might come to bite me in the butt when it comes to Big Ten. So Northwestern, I don't you obviously if you're paying any any sort of attention, they've got they've had major scandal plagued issues lately, and they play UTEP this year. I mean, and it's in Evanston. I may pick the upset there. If this, you know, and, and you might think I'm smoking dope or drinking Kool Aid, but if this, if there's ever a moment where UTEP could beat a Power Five football team. Northwestern's got to be the team that they could do it because everything with Northwestern's a mess right now. And they weren't very good to begin with last year. I think their only win was Nebraska. So, yeah. Um, as other predictions with the Big Ten, I do, think, I do think Matt Rule was a good hire, but I think there's a long rebuild in place for Nebraska. I think they'll improve from last year, but they're not going to make it to a bowl. Um, Ohio State... Would not be surprised if Ryan Day ends up on. I think he is on the hot seat, and if they don't meet, if they don't beat Michigan, as crazy as it sounds, and but it's Ohio State, so they think they're a blue blood. You might see Ryan Day fired. Um, he might be one of the coaches on the hot seat, which I'll talk more about those later. So I got Michigan winning the Big Ten, uh, ACC. Last year you had who was it? I think Pitt ended up winning last year, right? Or no? Who did win the behind the scenes? The Chris Carpenter show. Uh, <laughs> I have to look up because I really paid little. I pay so little attention to the ACC. Let's see who did win. Oh, Clemson won last year. So yeah, I think Clemson wins again this year. Clemson again. I mean, just yeah. Clemson is so light years ahead right now of everybody else in the ACC. It's ridiculous. Florida State, for all the squawking about wanting to leave the ACC, they kind of need to write their own ship, their football program, uh, which I think they're they're in the process with Mike Norvell of doing, but I don't think they're there yet. So it's hard to pick against Clemson winning the ACC title. The question then is going to become – can Clemson run the table? Because I think the only way that they get into the playoff is they have to run the table. And we'll talk more about the playoff a little bit later on. And then you've got the SEC. It, it's Georgia. I'd like to pick it. I mean, it, it's going to be an entertaining conference, but it's hard. It's hard to pick anybody but Georgia. They're just that good right now. Um, now, who could... Who could challenge them? Obviously, I think Alabama, they'll be back this year. Um, I think you might see Georgia-Alabama SEC title game. You might see them in the playoff again. Who knows? But, yeah, Alabama, obviously, I think they're going to be in for a very strong year. Tennessee will be interesting. They're having to replace Hendon Hooker. But I think they're going to be a very strong team this year. Auburn, that's going to be a team bear watching. I do think they rebound this year, but I don't think they're necessarily 
ready to, you know, make that vaunted, vaunted, vaunted step to get themselves to the upper echelon. LSU, obviously, I think they'll be very strong this year in the SEC West. I think A&M is going to be better than they were last year. But again, are they going to be – I don't see them contending for um, the even the SEC West title. Same with Arkansas. So, yeah, I think it's Georgia. Georgia and uh, winning it all. And Georgia uh, facing Alabama in the SEC championship game. So that's the Power of Five conferences. As far as Group of Five um, – I have no idea. I really don't have any idea. Um, I don't pay. I just don't pay much attention to the group of fives. And yeah, Coastal Carolina. I'm sure. I think they'll probably be pretty good. Um, are there going to be any Power Five team or group of five teams make it to the playoff? No, the playoff will be shut down, shut off again, again from them. But here's the good news: you end up with an expanded playoff after next year. And so you will certainly see the, I think at least one group of five team get into the playoffs this year, uh, not this year, but next year. Now let's talk college football playoff. Who gets in Georgia? Yeah, they're in, they're in sec champions in Michigan. They're going to win the big Tim championship. Bing, bang, bong. They're in. I think Clemson is going to probably I think Clemson has enough talent to run the table, get themselves in. I think they'll they'll get in as a 3 seed. That 4 seed again, this is where it gets nutty and wild. I think they probably give it to Alabama as much as I hate that. I think they I think Alabama runs the table gets to the SEC championship game and just loses to Alabama, uh, loses to Georgia. So I think Alabama gets in. Here are the teams that will be contending for that fourth playoff spot. Alabama, Alabama, uh, Kansas State, by being the Big 12 champion, I think they have a shot. But again, I think they have to run the table like TCU did last year to get that, that number four spot. Texas, if Texas loses early to Alabama – but then wins the Big 12 championship, I think they will be in, in the conversation to get in. USC, if they go undefeated, I think they have to run the table, though. Alabama doesn't have to run the table. USC does. I don't see them running the table right now. I, I, I see them hiccuping somewhere along the way. So, again, I think you end up with a Georgia-Michigan. Actually, I'll say Georgia Clemson because Michigan, you have not proven to me you can win in the playoff yet. And Alabama, here's what's interesting. If Alabama gets in as one loss and the other teams are all zero losses, you've got one semifinal as Georgia, Alabama. That'll be, I don't know, but I just, I don't see a pathway where you don't bring, you don't put in a one loss SEC team. Do I agree with it? No, but I think that probably is what happens. So I think you end up with a Georgia-Clemson final, and I I think Georgia makes history. I think they get the three-peat. I, I'd like to pick somebody besides them, but I, I just think if you look, they're just so much better than everybody else right now. They are in, they are in the Alabama-Nick Saban reign from several years ago. They're just... Kirby Smart's got it rolling. And until somebody shows me they can knock them off and nobody has in the past two years, I'm going to keep picking Georgia because nobody has been able to beat them yet. And I don't I don't see anybody beating them at this point. I think they're light years better than everybody in the SEC East. And then SEC West, maybe Alabama can test them. Maybe LSU can test them. But beyond that, I don't see anybody else that can test them right now. So I think Georgia wins. So other predictions. Let's talk. 
So we will we'll, we'll table the realignment stuff till later. Um, other predictions, let's, let's talk coaches and let's talk who might be on the hot seat. So I already said Big 12. I do think the West Virginia job opens up. Keep an eye on um, Iowa State with Matt Campbell. I don't think they fire him, but he might get to a point with all this going on that he might try and look for a parachute out. Houston with Dana Holgerson, I think they're going to have a bad season. Dana Holgerson kind of can wear on people. Does he wear on the Houston administration enough that now that they're in the Big 12, they think they can get a better coach? I don't know. I think they give him another year, though. Um, Other teams in the Big 12, you know, Mike Gundy, again, I think this is the beginning of the end, but I still think he's got another year. Brent Venables, if it completely falls apart in Oklahoma, like even six and six and seven and five, I could see them making a move as they head to the SEC. Texas with Sark, you never know with those Texas people. If they're if they're not in the Big 12 championship game, if they're not in the playoff conversation, you might see the boosters uh, pull the trigger and and bring in somebody else besides Sark going into the SEC. Beyond that, I don't see. I you know Cincinnati just hired their coach. Um, you know BYU. I don't think they would fire their coach. Yeah. So my gut tells me West Virginia job probably the only one that opens because I do think Texas and Oklahoma will do enough where their coaches stay off the hot seat. And I do think Houston will give Dana Holgerson another year. So I think West Virginia opens up, but the other ones kind of keep an eye on. Now let's talk Big Ten. Big Ten, I think the way I'm predicting it, Ohio State, certainly Ryan Day is going to be on the hot seat. It's just going to hinge on who does Ohio State think they think that they can get that if, if they would make the decision – uh, to make a change. Beyond that, um, there are some accusations right now with the Minnesota program. If that bubbles up more, you might see a change there. I don't. I don't foresee any other Big Ten changes right now. Um, Pac twelve. By the way, with Colorado, I don't think Colorado makes a bowl game, but I think they'll be fun to watch. That's my prediction with them. Pac-12, um, you know, Arizona State just hired a coach. Arizona just hired a coach. Um, Washington, uh, they hired, just hired a coach. I don't see really anybody on the hot seat right now in the Pac-12. Um, so I, I don't see a lot of – but you just never know. ACC – uh, beyond like Mac Brown retiring, that would be that. I don't, and I don't know if that is even close to happening, but that could be a potential. I can't. I mean, I guess Boston College might make a change, but I think they already did make a change. I don't know. Shows you how much I pay attention to the ACC. Um, I don't see any body on the hot seat there. SEC, that one will probably be wild and wooly, wooly as it always is. Florida, um, I still, I, I think they'll keep Napier another year. I think they're going to have some struggles though. Um, who else is in the? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't necessarily see anybody though that could be really Jimbo would be the big one at A and M. Um, if 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 things really fall apart, I think even if they get to six and six, I think there's going to be a conversation to be had with Texas A and M, and yeah, and I here's my prediction: Jeff Trailer would be the guy at A and M, which good. I'd rather him go to A and M than somewhere in the Big Twelve, um, but yeah, Jimbo for sure is on the hottest seat. Beyond that. I don't see anybody else like 
maybe Missouri's coach. Uh, what's his name? Drinkowitz. Uh, he's kind of a he's kind of a bozo too. He's a goober. He's a goober. Um, but I don't. I mean, beyond those two, I think everybody else is going to be pretty safe. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my predictions. Again, probably by week two, these will be out the window. I mean, I remember last year, I like really was not sold on TCU. I thought, oh, they're going to have a bad season. They may be lucky to win three games. And then what did they do? They, they just, so that might be like, I've really, I really feel like I've dumped a lot on Oklahoma state this year. So they, Gundy may come out and surprise me. By the way, I do have one other thing to say about uh, Oklahoma state. So Alan Bowman is their starter and tech fans. I don't understand the Alan Bowman hate. Like, it just seems like a lot of tech Twitter I've, I've read, it's like, dump on Alan Bowman this, dump on Alan Bowman that. I don't, I don't get that. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I get, like, Alan Bowman didn't work out at tech. There's a variety of reasons he didn't work out at tech. One of them was he just had really bad misfortune of getting injured a lot. Um, but we saw a lot of flashes of good with him. It just He just never could stay on the field. And so I wish, I wish him the best. Um, seemed like a really nice guy. Just it, the injury bug kept biting him. And so I, you know, again, I just, I don't get the Alan Bowman hate. So anyway, that's an aside, but anyway, that's the college football predictions for this year. I think it's going to be a great year. College football is even more than the NFL right now. I mean, and I do love the NFL, but college football is fast becoming one of my favorite sports to watch. Really, college sports, anything. Basketball, I mean, college basketball is just light years better than the NBA. And I, I would say the same thing about college base, baseball, too, by the way. So, but anyway, that's my predictions. Um, comment on, you know, the Twitters and whatever else I put out, what your predictions are, how you disagree with me. You can rip my predictions up into pieces. I'm perfectly okay with that. So I will see y'all next week. Uh, We'll have our normal recording. It'll probably be next Sunday again. And then two weeks. So this will be Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend is going to be a busy, busy week for the Chris Carpenter Show because we'll have the official Chris Carpenter Show NFL predictions. And then I am also going to do a Texas Tech Wyoming recap show. Um, Here's my plan right now. Probably late Friday night, I'll do the NFL prediction show. And I say late Friday night because I'm going to go to see some high school football um, Friday, that Friday night. Um, And then Sunday night, Sunday afternoon slash Sunday night, I will do the Texas Tech Wyoming predictions And I'm hoping with football season coming, I will do two episodes uh, per weekend, do one on a Friday. It will be our normal like news type show. And then I'll do the tech football recap show. So hope everybody has a great week and I will see you next week for the Chris Carpenter show.